Hi, everybody. This is Angela. Welcome to the Masterful Living Community Call. And I have everybody muted while I pray us in. So if you can, placing a hand on your heart. And we'll welcome in a nice deep breath. So grateful, so thankful to be joining today or listening later. So grateful to join together and support one another on this path of awakening. We allow our minds and hearts to open to the guidance we are receiving, what to say, when to listen. We are available for guidance. And we call in all the support of the heavenly realm to be with us, to allow our healing to happen, to remove all blocks to love with ease and grace. We declare our healing is happening now. We declare we are worthy of this healing. And we declare we are fully willing to receive. And with deep gratitude, we allow this call to unfold with perfection. And so it is. Amen. Great. So I'm going to unmute everybody. All right. So if you want to just say hello and good morning or good afternoon, we are just getting started. Again, this is Angela. And who would like to say hello? Hi, this is Lorraine from Massachusetts. Just saying hi. Was that that Lorraine? Yes, from Massachusetts. Thanks. This is Tamara from Wyoming. This is Tracy from Long Beach, California. Hi, everybody. Wonderful. So hi, everybody. So for Masterful Living One, we have Lorraine, Tammy, and Tracy. Good morning, everybody. Uh, And that's really all for right now. I'm sure people will join us. And uh, yeah, but we can uh, take it away if anybody wants to begin with uh, your breakthroughs, your awarenesses, questions. Feel free. I I have a question. This is Lorraine. Sure. Um, hi. Um, in one of the tapes, I think it was the last Monday night class, somebody said something. Oh, no, it was with um, Venerable. Some, somebody asked about purification protocol, and I never heard of that, and I'm wondering if somebody can uh, give me an idea of what that is. Did, did you hear me? Did anybody hear me? Yeah, this is yes, Tracy. Yes. I don't know, okay. so I'm being quiet, and I didn't listen to okay. it. Okay. So. I can't okay. be helpful. All right. Somebody just asked the question referring to the purification protocol, and it sounded like it was like something everybody knew. I don't know what it's talking about either. Okay. All right. That's just me. Tamara, do you know? Well, I don't know what the protocol I, you know, have an idea of what purification is, but I don't have an idea of the protocol. Angela, what about you? Have you heard of that? 
No, actually, I haven't. And if it was venerable, it could be something. Was it venerable, Lorraine, who said that? Um, hold on. Um, no, a person called in with a question, and she was just referring to the purification protocol, um, and then asked the question that was sort of related to it, I guess, in some way. But um, and she asked in a way like I thought that everybody knew what that was. <laughs> Yeah, it might be because sometimes venerable students also join the call, so it might be something within their community. Um, and it might be something if you posted it in the group. Um, it may be that Jennifer would be the one who really understands um, in the Buddhist tradition or in venerable's teachings what that specifically refers to, if it's any kind of specific ritual or... Oh, okay. And um, you mean in the Master for Living um, Facebook page? Is that what you mean? Or is there yeah, a better way? Yeah, that's just a thought. Yeah, it's a thought to okay. bring that up there or even to write Great. it in as a question ahead of the class um, this coming Monday. Oh, okay, for the Monday night class. Yeah, either one, just to have a, a bigger a bigger platform for your question. Yeah, great. Thank you so much. Sure. Great. Anybody else have something to share? Well, I'll just share some uh, growth points then that are, um, since it's kind of quiet and not too many of us, I w wasn't necessarily going to share it. But, um, yeah, this week I, as I was, um, you know, just trying to listen to the guidance and grow and learn, I became aware of a, a few things. Um, most of my guidance I'm finding, and I'm really not surprised as I reflect on it, It's it's really not often about what necessarily to be doing in the world. It's more about what I need to be doing in terms of my own thoughts and feelings right now. So, And I know that's where the removing of blocks is happening. So, so it's really wonderful. So um, I, I just felt guided to become aware of, of where I was... Um, maybe not really having faith in some things I've been, um, you know, trying to work on in in my thoughts. And, like, do I really believe this? And, and to, um, so in terms of my own inner work on beliefs I'm affirming, in the, like using the Course in Miracles lessons for the day, for example, Am I really believing these? Am I really saying these with with faith? And I was I was finding, you know, as I go through my day, that if I'm honest, there's points at which I'm pretty much demonstrating that I don't have faith. <laughs> so that's kind of hard to look at. Um, but it was really helpful because now I can. Um, ask the Holy Spirit for help with that and um and so that was one thing and then another thing I was noticing is uh well, well on the positive side uh, feeling impulses in in reaching out to people in different ways and of course in miracles says that the Holy Spirit will guide us and help us to know exactly how much people can receive so just in you know my grocery shopping and out and about, going for my walks, 
Um, I, I just felt that there were a few interactions that I was guided into that I just had this feeling that something very important has happened, that it's been a blessing to the to the people I'm interacting with and to myself. And, um, and so that is a blessing. And w- one example of that is um, I go to a gym to work out and there's one um, kind of older man who's been interacting with me and I think from my ego-based thought system I've been um, judging somewhat and and kind of holding him at a distance because I kind of feel like he might be pursuing me and <laughs> I'm not interested. <laughs> but I didn't feel good about feeling like that about him and so I've been uh, praying about him and he approached me a day or two ago again and and this time I was just having a more open uh, loving like seeing him uh, more innocent and as a child of God and um, and he asked me what do I do on the weekends and uh, I was just more honest too I shared among the other things you know my grocery shopping my house cleaning that one one thing I do is go to church and he said well what what church do you go to and I was able to tell him I go to a center for spiritual living which is um, the science of mine and it really is a lovely community and and so he was saying he's looking for a church and maybe he'd be interested but I just felt a different energy there because I wasn't being kind of defended um, and and that was lovely so um, just some really beautiful things like that and um, I'm doing a divine experiment uh, that I've been doing for a long time now praying about a situation that's going on in my family that's um, really challenging and difficult on some levels and I'm just experiencing a lot of shifting in my in my own thoughts and feelings about the people involved and um it's also just lovely so anyway it's, it's really great just many mornings in my quiet time just tears of joy as, as I'm recognizing some of these things and and uh, I'm I'm grateful to be a happy learner. I mean, I I've got to watch. Um, I can easily fall into judgment. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this. I have no faith at all. What's wrong with me? How am I ever? You know, and I go, wait, stop. It's <laughs> not helpful. <laughs> you know, be glad it's pointed out to you, and the Holy Spirit's going to help me. And I'm, you know. I'm, I'm uh, giving it my. I'm. I'm, I'm going to. You know. I'm, this is. This is happening. This is. This is. God, this is what God wants. This is what I want. It's, I'm in. I'm moving in the right direction. And um, so to be recognizing the ego temptation to move into self-judgment and be learning how to um, stop that pretty quickly and, and move into faith even in my own self and the Holy Spirit helping me and moving in a positive direction. It's, it's all just wonderful. So, And a lot of Jennifer's thoughts help me a lot, especially um, I don't know what anything is for when it seems like 
things are happening that just don't make any sense at all, and yet I know everything is working together for good, because that is God's will. This helps me a lot. So that's my share. Beautiful, Tracy. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Did that spark anybody? Any of what Tracy has shared of what she's exploring and experiencing? Well, it, this is Tammy. It was gorgeous. That was just wonderful. I think that's exactly that's those feelings, that feeling of connectedness is exactly what you know, we are desiring and the reason why we're on this path. So that's just wonderful. I went to the Easter conference on over the weekend. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> um, just beautiful with having like-minded people, people who were, I guess you could, I'm going to say a little more advanced, I'm, you know, whatever that means, but, you know, people who are more practiced in, in completely um, being in the spirit. And one of the things that that I came out of that is I had an experience while I was there where I was just outside the conference and I was just meditating and I had this this light, this um I mean it was very visible to me where it was a beam and it wasn't a nice skinny beam, it was a big fat beam and it just came right out of me and was right there in front of me. And um, it was probably four feet high and maybe two feet wide. And it actually was a fluid energy. And what I imagined, too, I had this tremendous pain in my hip and my knee. And I imagined that light going down into the hip, down into the knee, and that I was healed. And I walked, I, you know, after that, that back and... And I walked into the bathroom, and there was a gal there. We started chit-chatting. She said she was a Reiki master. And I said, well, I've just been working on this hip right here. Well, she put her hands on there. She says, well, I feel like this is coming from your past. It doesn't belong to you. What you need to do is say, God, this is healed. Take it from me. And And then she said every single time, and she put her hands there, and she was, you know, praying, and then, then we visited a minute later, and she said, every single time that comes up, I want you to say, nope, God took care of that. It's not there. Nope, nope, nope. She said, do not allow it to come back, and you have to be very vigilant. And I was like, whoa. It was just the coolest experience. And and the pain did go away, and I haven't had it come back, um, which is just fabulous. Uh, just even being with that, you know, is that I agree with you, Tracy, with the trust because um, I've had a, quite a great week in just stepping into spirit. I actually wrote down all of the complaints that I had that I really want to disappear. And then I wrote down all the things that I do want, the trust, the faith, the the oneness, the wholeness, the the feeling of being one with God and one with all. And, you know, Sectra, I have a, it's a big, and I, so I have them on two separate cards. 
And I, I really am committed to staying in. It's almost, almost like I do two circles in my mind. I was meditating. I do two circles. One of them is I want to stand in the circle of love. And so around the love, I mean, I prayed to God that I would feel what love was. I mean, like I would know it so strongly that I would not want to step out that circle. And so, and then right in on the outside of that circle, I drew a flame in my mind. And so when I step over into fear, into judgment, into anything that's not love, I am going to know it so profoundly that I will jump back into my own, into the love circle. Oh. So, <laughs> you know, just I think what's, what's up, and I think even with the pre- practice of, of um, being in spirit, I, I've been, since that conference, I've been actually, see, I guess I've still been seeking, and so I'll read, and yes, it makes me feel so wonderful to read. And then I'll, you know, read the spiritual stuff, read Jennifer's Journal, read The Course in Miracles, and I do that every morning. Well, then from the conference, it occurred to me that I don't really spend time just with God. And I've had that experience before, but just so so I've been setting aside everything and actually coming in at the conference they shared about it out of body experience where this woman she wasn't spiritual but she had cancer really badly and she was on the table in the you know and she actually died and everybody said you know she was flatlined and everything and she met her dad and her dad said um and she loved that spirit you know she loved being up there out of the body she said oh my gosh she felt everything was whole and everything was love and her dad said, well, go back, and you need to go back and share. And she's like, I don't want to. Well, she decided she would. She came back. But the, the cool thing is that she actually, went, as, as time went on and she tried to share, people started picking on her, and she started feeling the fear and started feeling everything that we fear. fear. And um, But the nice thing about that story is that she is um, – She's just like us, and you just have to practice. So I just I want to make it a practice where I stay inside my circle, where I practice. This morning when I was doing my just being with God, I kind of had that experience of, you know, having the spirit come out of my body, having my body be left, and just being nourished by God, um, the Holy Spirit. My mom was there. I mean, it was just, it was beautiful. So so I don't think that we have to have the death experience. I don't want that um, to experience that. And that's, but what what it has done for me is it has increased my knowledge and faith in the spirit. That's That's what I guess I'm getting at is just that. So when I was at school, I would, you know, just keep thinking about my circle of love. I, you know, still have some issues in my mind about this principle because, but then I know that that's that flame of judgment and uh, that's not what I'm committed to. So anyway, it was just a beautiful, I mean, it was so wonderful. And we had a, we had a um, experience of the resurrection where um, Jimmy Twyman has sung a song to every single uh every single one of the book workbook lessons in the last couple of years. And they are beautiful. He has a beautiful voice. You can find them on YouTube. I think my sister found it said fifty there were fifty all together, so one plays right after another and they're beautiful and they help you with that beautiful 
spiritual, put you in the spiritual experience. And um, what was I going to say about that? <laughs> so just that type of thing, not so much that I have to keep, not that I will quit reading my lessons or anything, but just that that's not the end all, be all, because that's just gathering more information. And I think Jennifer has talked about that where, you know, she finally started to apply it. And that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, it's time to, you know, because I so want to be out of pain and and not live by fear. And, you know, it was, and I've been having a lot go on, going on, you know, with losing my job and not knowing the next step and what I'm going to do and everything. And I, that's just part of that flame, you know, that fear flame. So I'm not going there. I'm going to just stay in trust and stay in the moment and stay with God and keep, keep um, every being committed to at least a half an hour every morning just to be with the spirit and let the spirit guide and nourish me and and just I think that's so anyway that's my share <laughs> enough of my time <laughs> beautiful Tamara wow lovely I'll share in response to that that I've found that's really um, been so important for me also to spend the quiet time with God, not, I mean, to minimize the intake of information. And I'm still finding the lessons are very helpful for me as the starting point, but I often do a meditation time before I even do the lessons because uh, I've been through the lessons a few times, uh, and yet again, the, I I really still find them very helpful, but the, um, allowing myself a long time for meditation, I can't always do that, but I have found they're so nourishing for me that I try to give myself an hour each morning um, and then if there's some maybe weekend days where I can take even longer and just have my journal with me too so I can write down real significant like ahas that come to me. Yeah, I agree with you. Less less information and more being with God and my true self and our oneness is just sounds like what you were doing too. Highly recommend it. <laughs> well, I've I've always felt like the answer was on the outside, <laughs> somewhere else, <laughs> and uh, and I th- it's still very very helpful. I'm not giving up my supports, but <laughs> but it yeah. still is the practice taking what you know taking those things, joining with one as we commune, and then. Um, and we even did a communion at this Easter conference. Oh, but I was saying that we had this neat spiritual experience where where we were um, in the tomb. So they talked a lot about Jesus, Jesus being in the tomb. Well, he, how he knew that it was his time and he gave, he went to, um, he, he just gave in. And even though he knew he was going to be killed, he still, you know, he actually set up Judas and asking to do it. He asking to do all of that, turning in and, and Judas has gotten a really bad rap because he, you know, defied Jesus, but um but it wasn't 
like that. Jesus actually set that up and asked him to do it. And then he goes into the tomb. And so so James Twyman, when we were doing this resurrection, he was like, what, what would it be like to be laying in the tomb? I mean, there's no breath or anything. And then all of a sudden, just, oh! And so he had us do this breathing in or breathing out exercise where we let everything go and breathing in like oh, we've got had the resurrection. And oh my gosh, it was just the coolest having, I don't know, there may have been 200 people there. I, I don't know what the number was, but, you know, having all of us experience the same thing. I mean, I, I was just crying because I had not feel, felt the fire in my bosom, I suppose, the life for a very long time. I really shut down my feelings because I have stopped trusting that I can make good decisions. And so just having that experience where I actually, you know, felt I actually laid down on the floor, spread my arms out and and just imagined being in the tomb dead. And I was like, yeah, I so know what that feeling feels like. (laughs) And then just to breathe back life because that's what Jesus gave us. He, he, He went ahead and, you know, said, nope, there's everlasting life and you have everlasting life and and so it was a very cool experience beautiful thank you for sharing all that Tammy Uh uh-huh And just wanting to give space for anyone who wants to say hi who joined us a little bit later and otherwise just opening the floor once again for anyone to share. Hi, this is Hugh from Olympia, Washington. Hi, Hugh. Good morning. Welcome, Hugh. Good morning. This is Angela. Hi, Angela. Hello. Hi, this is Lorraine, um, and I wanted to share. Please do. Okay. I was wondering whether I'm still muted. I wanted to show if anybody can hear me. Um, so I, I've noticed that I was really reluctant to share a little, um, good thing because I'm, I guess I'm afraid I'll be able, whether I can keep it up or not. But I think, um, maybe just saying it is good. It makes it a little bit more in the real world. So, um, I, um, I have uh, an office mate next door to me who's very loud and it really irritates me to the bone. And I've been really not liking her at all. And, um, I decided to start um, sending her love. So we, uh, a couple of days ago, when she got really noisy, um, I started. You know, in Facebook, when there's a lot of people sending love at the same time, and there's all these little hearts going out. So that was a um, kind of an easy visualization for me. So I just I just meant um, a visualized hearts going out to her. And um, I don't know whether she got quiet or it didn't bother me anymore, but I just didn't notice it after that. So that was, like, really amazing. Oh. What? That's so great. 
Thank you. And then I just also have a a prayer request. Um, I have been having um, struggles with food for most of my life. I've been in and out. And, you know, for most of my life, I've been been manageable. But right now, I'm out of control. And I'm noticing there's a difficulty with the willingness to do what I need to do. So I guess my prayer request is to help me with the willingness to uh, start eating in a way that's respectful of my body. So thank you. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, Lorraine, and thank you for reminding us to ask for prayer. Thank you. That's beautiful. Thank you. Uh, This is Hugh again. I have a prayer request and a a situation also, if I I may. Um, I've had a a very interesting last six weeks or so, um, including going to the New York retreat with Jennifer in mid-March, which was fabulous, and uh, I, I, I live in Portland, Oregon. I also am in Olympia, Washington now, where I have a second residence and where I have a, a, a business. Um, I got to go from New York to Brazil, down to John of God, where I've been several oh. times. and oh. That's, that's uh, a, a Pretty sweet option. My my wife and I have been there three or four times. I've been there over a dozen times. And um, my wife is a very spiritual woman, but not a Course in Miracles student who has a, a fear-based mentality and a lot of things so we we differ in that and the deeper i get into the course and i've studied the course for eight years um, the more forgiveness opportunities i get on that issue without feeling superior and recognizing we're all different and uh, my great mantra as I think Tracy said that I picked up from Jennifer uh, with the condensed nuggets from the course are, I don't know what anything is for, and all things work together for good without exception, other than in the ego's judgment. I've, I've sought great comfort there for this. I, I went to Brazil over the protests of my wife because I hadn't been there in 15 months and felt strongly called to go there since I was going to be three time zones closer being in New York and um, I had some business to tend to in in Abidjania where John of God is and uh, I did it with 
the statement of my wife that if you go, when you come back, you can stop here and get your stuff to go up and stay in Olympia until you've had a Zika test, because for fear of Zika, and that I would be the carrier who would infect the Northern Hemisphere, so I said, okay, I'm, I'm willing to do that. So I went on my sacred journey and to New York and Brazil and had a, a fabulous rich time and came and got my stuff and uh, got back from Brazil and drove to Olympia two hours north. Have been here since and I uh, got a Zika test last Friday, which took some coordination with the Oregon doctors and and such and announced that uh, hopefully I'll see you soon. The results should be back in a week to two and uh, our doctor will let you know. Well, my wife responded that that is insufficient to return to Portland and there's basically nothing you can do because of her fear that Zika can be dormant. So I'm between bemused, amazed, and confused on this situation that has arisen in divine order as is the only way it could arise. And all things work together for good without exception. And I don't know what anything is for. I, I, I get great comfort there, but I still am amazed and confused as to where to go from here. And I'm, I'm not looking for a take, you know, take two of these and call me in the morning. I'm, I'm looking for divine guidance on how to remain in integrity and respect while moving forward with who I am and where I'm going in this uh, very unusual and uh, complicated scenario. So prayer requests, love offerings, whatever, for me to see a way to navigate this unusual terrain will be greatly appreciated. So thank wow. you for hearing me out and and for uh, and for this collective group that Jennifer has put together and we've that we've volunteered to be part of. So thank you. Wow. So basically I'm in exile in Olympia. <laughs> Thank you for sharing all that, Hugh, and so such beautiful articulation. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, this is Tracy Hugh. I thank you. I just echo that. I wish I had amazing words of wisdom, but it's obviously a really complicated situation. So thank you for sharing and the articulation was wonderful and I'm just so struck as people share how, although the specifics are different, um, 
I feel like I can relate um, kind of to the um, like your amazement at at her thinking and and how it's so fear based and I've got a situation with my family too where I just the, the thinking is it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, I just like where in the heck does this come from? And then I say, I don't know what anything is for because it's the ego. It's so chaotic. There's no understanding it, and um, and I feel similarly kind of bewildered on my own as to figure out how to navigate my situation also, and I'm just. Um, I am doing the divine experiment. I don't know if you've looked at that, or maybe you could do that with this situation. I I find it helpful to um, be offering it my whole situation up in a very open-minded way. Um, and I just use the prayer that is in the journal. Jennifer says you can kind of make up your own, but I think it's the one that she has <laughs> really good because it's very open and um, that's what I'm doing with my situation that seems similarly bewildering but I'll keep you in my thoughts to your situation and prayers yeah very, very good thank you very much and likewise Yes, Hugh, that is a very, this is Tammy, that is a very complicated issue. Yes. I had my check-in call with Jennifer, and this reminded me of that, and I was telling her about my job situation and my boss and stuff, and she said, well, have you done a divine experiment? And I said, well, no, I hadn't. She said, why wouldn't you do a divine experiment on that? And I said, oh. Well, I was caught up in the chaos and the and the protection and you know all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it was like, why wouldn't you? And I was like, oh my gosh, it just didn't dawn on me. I was just surviving it. <laughs> so, and I think you know that divine experiment is is lifting, just lifting this situation up to to God and the Holy Spirit and and just praying, 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 and keep giving it over, giving it over, and uh, staying in that circle of love. But but blessings to you. My heart goes out to you. I I've been in similar similar situations where you just don't get what the other person is coming from. And I I know in my work situation when I I just to me I feel like I have such a kind and generous heart. And there's nothing I wouldn't do for for my school or my kids or you know it's it's just there's nothing I wouldn't do. And I just didn't get the impression that my boss knows that about me and it and it hurts my heart so anyway i'll keep you in my prayers hugh and tracy as well thank Thank you. Yeah, this is Angela. I just want to say that for everybody sharing what I'm getting, I'm getting really inspired by the space that everybody's creating for spirit. And 
it's just beautiful when we're not sure what to do, but yet we're giving the space and allowing. So that's what's like coming to me that's very much uh, a theme I'm hearing is creating that space. Yeah, at the conference, the, uh, the Easter conference, uh, the, there was a, a speaker that shared, oh, what, let me think, what was I thinking? Um, oh, that, you know, the thing about being in the, you know, getting in the spiritual realm is that there is, the world is chaotic. The world is full of that. And, you know, the, the key is to have the practice where we can be on the, on the inside, really, kind of in that bubble, in that spiritual bubble, and have the world do what it does and have the people say what it says, what they say, and still be able to stay in love. And I think, I don't, I'm, you know, and I haven't quite grasped all of what that is, but I just think love doesn't mean that we are going to accept, going to, I mean, it's, it is a total giving into, but it doesn't mean that we have to actually um, understand or even agree with someone. We just can align with it. We can say, okay, I can be with that because I know in here I am totally taken care of, totally loved, protected, and all is for the highest and best. I have a situation at school where I've got a couple of students that this particular school doesn't, they, they pull the kids out for all of the language and reading into the resource room and and I am saddened by that because they uh, miss their conversations with their peers. They miss the instruction of that level and at that grade level and they will never get it again. And I am very attached. I want to save these kids and say, no, they need to be in with their peers. They you know, they're gonna we're actually gonna create a some sort of a retardation. So anyway, I'm getting very attached. But this morning, I, and in my meditation, I was thinking, well, but if everything is for highest and best, I do really, truly do not know what's highest and best for these individual students. So I, I'm willing to give that over and not feel like there's anything I have to do with that. So. Thank you, Tammy. I just want to again open the floor. If anybody joined us later and you want to say hi, please feel free to jump in. Hi, this is Lorraine. I didn't just join, but I just wanted to um, make a comment. Um, I'm not. I don't really have that much to offer as people are speaking, but I want you to know how. Um, important it is for me to hear all of you <clears throat> and it's actually it's really nourishing for me to just be in the company of like-minded people that are struggling with this you know sim on the same level maybe the the form is different but the essence is the same and every now and then somebody will say something like I don't know anything for and it's just so good to hear that again like I don't know that I mean all these kind of little little uh, statements I, I can't hear them enough you know, for me to kind of start to integrate it in my mind. So thank you, everybody, for sharing. And I'm just really um, feel blessed to be part of this group. Thank you so much. Oh. 
Thank you, Lorraine. You're welcome. I have a question if, if there's a little space. Um, and the question is um, it, the relationship between, you know, when we want we want something, we energize it, you know, we with the deep desire of our heart, with the essence of what we're wanting. But then the, uh, it seems the opposite to turn something over because we're not putting energy into it. We're just sort of letting it go. So, uh, you know, or giving it to God. So I'm just wondering, I'm just trying to wrap my head again around the, how is it that they both can work when one thing we're we're putting energy into it and the other is we're not putting any energy into it? So I'm wondering if anybody has any thoughts about that. Anybody have thoughts about that? I don't really quite understand the question myself, so I'm having a hard time knowing if I could respond. Maybe if you could say a little more. Okay. Um, when we want something to happen, you know, we we will energize it by maybe reflecting on the essence of what we're really wanting, like uh-huh. with the deep desire of our heart. But yes. when there's something, but in other circumstances, we just turn it over to higher to God. But we're not putting any energy into. We're almost like we're we're not putting any energy into it. We're not energizing it. Uh-huh. It's almost the opposite of energizing it. We're just saying, okay, it's yours. So I'm trying to understand how can they both work when it when one in one way we're energizing, we're magnetizing it. And the other is we're not putting any energy into it whatsoever. I don't know if that if that makes sense or if that clarifies. But they seem opposite, and yet it you know it's all about sort of um, allowing you know God to you know allowing the highest and best. They're both going for the same thing, but we're going about it in two opposite ways. So I'm trying to understand how it's about that works. Uh, but my under- oh. Oh, no, go ahead, Hugh. You're going to go ahead. Um, yeah, and I obviously am not the, the Oracle of Delphi, but the way I feel about that is the deep desire of my heart is a practice to get heart-mind congruency and to bring my focus out of fear and and the ego into consciousness of the deep desire of my heart is to love and approve of myself. The deep desire of my heart is to remember I am the son of God. The deep desire of my heart is to remember I'm universal, eternal, infinite, immortal. All of those things are raising my vibration as recognition for who I am. And everything is coming together under God's umbrella, under the guidance of the higher Holy Spirit self passively uh but i but i've got a participative role here i i've got that willingness that's that's all that's needed is my willingness so that's that's how i differentiate it i i declare my willingness and allow 
the higher Holy Spirit self to do the heavy lifting. But it's a participative event. It's not, it's not a totally passive push the button. Okay. I'm in. You got it, God. Go for it. So that, that's how I see it. Yeah, I think that's part of the distinction I've made, I'm trying to understand is one thing is a lot more active and the other one is just let, totally letting go. Um, but just a little bit more, um, with my confusion is that when I spoke to Jennifer about some of the things I'm wanting, um, that when she uh, gave examples of the deep desire of the heart, they weren't just spiritual qualities. It was things like, you know, I, um, the deep desire of my heart is to live in a home that has light. So that's like really specifically ask, you know, um, asking for something as opposed to just totally turning it over to spirit and just saying, you just, you know, you decide or you get what I need or, um, and then not, not thinking about it anymore. You know, one thing is to energize it and to keep my mind rolling around, around it. And the other is to not think about it at all, just to claim that I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to worry about it. I like what you said to you that part, part of the deep desire of the heart is to get out of the whole worry, anxiety thing. But still, I still have a little confusion about, and maybe it's just two different ways. You know, maybe they're just two different approaches. Maybe it's just simple, as simple as that. Um, but thank, thank you. So this is Tracy. I'd like to give a shot at responding to. Um, Great. Okay, so um, what I'm realizing is that um, Spirit really wants us to, to learn about the power of our mind um, when we put our mind in the service of Spirit versus in the service of ego. And um, so to energize and think about the deepest desires of our heart and what we do want is to learn about the the, the power that we do have um, in, in this spiritual realm versus in the realm of, of density, right? As Jennifer talks about, and um, and um, and yet I think that the letting go of the parts or or the thoughts and the beliefs that we have that are of ego, that are not helpful, are wor- my worry, my fears, my insecurities, my beliefs in health issues and, and those things. Um, in those areas, I can bring my little willingness and ask spirit to help me really let those go and there's places in the course where Jesus talks about we can join with his mind to shine the ego away and to shine away those kinds of beliefs and thoughts and or or that he will help uh, erase from our minds the misperceptions I guess those things are are so difficult I mean I personally can't willpower those away you know it doesn't work it makes it worse um and so if if i am trying and trying about to get rid of the things like that that i don't want then i am energizing them and they're going to uh get stronger um and so that's why it's important to 
stop thinking about them so much and to bring my willingness to say, I want to let these go. Spirit, there's no way I can do this on my own. I mean, I'm I'm so entangled in these thoughts. I'm, I'm so tempted to cling to them, but I want to let them go. Please erase them from my mind. Please shine them out of my mind. So I don't know if that's helpful, but that's my understanding that it's really important to energize what we do want and to let spirit do the heavy lifting on letting go of what we don't want that's ego-based. That makes sense. Thank you all. Great, and uh, thank you, everybody. I just want to give some time and space. Ava, you have your hand raised? Hello. Hi. Yes, hi. I joined uh, a little late, um, so hello to everyone. And uh, I was thinking about that question. Uh, you know, the way I understand it is uh, actually the way the previous um, um, speaker said. But for me, for example, if you imagine um, people gossiping, uh, and if you engage in that and someone says, oh, look what she said to me, and then you're like, oh, really, how rude. And uh, this conversation, you can imagine how it goes on and on and on. And uh, by contributing to this conversation and by making your own interpretations and judgments, I think this is how we energize things. And very often we wind ourselves uh, or each other up. and. Uh, we just go on and on and on about an event that was uh, meaningless. So we are judging and interpreting. And on the other hand, uh, so yes, so we have to uh, release those judgments and release energizing thoughts, worries, anxieties. So what they say, for example, when you um, when you get a negative thought, instead of resisting it. We need to let it go. So we say, oh, um, well, thank you for warning me. Uh, or thank you for reminding me. And then we let it go. And that is uh, what I'm learning to do um, now. And on the other hand, um, speaking about energizing the things we want, like maybe um, a new house or maybe, you know, some kind of possessions, even physical, you know, physical possessions, I think it's um, um, it, that we are sending energy and we are, by repeating uh, and reminding ourselves, we are getting more focus. And that theme I saw in a few personal development books that I read, that uh, they are saying if you write your goals, you should repeat them or rewrite them best every day. And uh, it is a little bit what we are doing with the divine, uh, the, the deep desire of my heart. I'm practicing right now the deep desire of my heart. And uh, for me, the, the deep desire of my heart is to feel um, professionally, is to feel supported um, while growing professionally at work. Today is actually the last day, uh, or yesterday was the last day. Uh, so... That's all what I wanted to say while contributing to that discussion of my remarks. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
And this is Angela. The one thing that came to me that I hadn't heard shared was um, the distinction between wanting as sort of something you're attached to, like a craving, like I want it, and that how desire is how Jennifer describes. I don't know if it's the Latin or the French of, of the father, desire, and then learning that you're co-creating with spirit all the time with your thoughts. And that's something that I don't know, Lorraine, if you've done the vision board, but that's something that process in itself was thought of what Hugh said, where my my desires, the things I hear in my heart that I'd love to experience, whether it's a feeling or a life experience, you put them out on paper and you mm-hmm. look at them and you energize them, but they're from that space of like you want to co-create this with spirit, not that you are like yearning because that's what your happiness is but rather you allow this co-creation to happen because it's really your nature already Mm. so there's so much about the flavoring but yeah but I love doing the the division board the first time I did it I actually took it down and said wow that's totally goal oriented like I'm attached to these things I can mm. feel the energy of that. And rather mm. now I have a different flavor to mine. It feels more like I'm just allowing this to happen, this or something better. Mm. So if when you have an, an attitude of allowing and then you're looking for images for the vision board, like, because I've been trying to do the vision board, but I couldn't really find pictures that were fitting. Um, mm-hmm. But um, basically you're just... Um, I. I guess I'm, you're, you're just looking for images and, um, that would just make you feel the way that you're wanting to feel. Yeah, that's one. I did one about feeling, just one completely only about feeling, and one about um, things like that I'd like to experience mm. or even have. But mm. yet, you know, on a, you know the, the thought behind is I'm not attached to this, but I almost feel like it's already within me that I already see this for myself. Oh, okay. That that's what I've been confused about is whether to kind of put out what I want when, yeah. Okay, put you put it out, but you just don't get a test. Yeah. Okay. It's really uh-huh. tricky, but yet I think it's that intention behind it. Is it the thought that I want this because then I'll feel worthy or valuable? Mm. Or I want this because I want to be an expression of, like, my power, like, oh, my limitlessness. That's the yeah. true essence of me. I'd love to demonstrate that. But yeah. I don't need anything yeah. to demonstrate that, but I'm happy to co-create. Oh, that makes sense. Thank you very much. That's wonderful, Angela. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and thank you for letting me share as I'm staring at my vision boards while I'm just, like, letting it speak to me. Like, like, But, yeah, it's a great question. And beautiful sharing. And the hour has already <laughs> slipped away, but I, I do want to allow any other prayer requests to come forth before we close. Anyone else? I want to share quickly. It's Tracy. I, I'm... Um power of attorney for health care for my 90-year-old second cousin, my father's first cousin, and I, I don't know her well, and she's about a nine-hour drive away. And um, and um, over 
nursing a, a health care situation, a caregiver, um, for about a year now. And in this past week, she's uh, become more critical, and we've brought hospice in. And, um, and I'm uh, praying for guidance about if and when I'll go up to see her. And just um also just the whole the whole situation more people are coming in to help and um she she can go mentally into difficult places like paranoia and even some delusions sometimes if if they over medicate her it's happened in the past so um so far it's just it's it's beautiful she she's experiencing dreaming and talking with her mother and Oh, this is one wonderful thing. She said when she's in the other place, she calls it, she's nicer to herself. She's kinder to herself. Anyway, just prayers for um, her physical comfort. She's got congestive heart failure and kidney failure and liver failure, and her, her legs are um, full of blood and fluid, and her skin's ulcerating. So comfort and peace and just that the team will all work together well and guidance for me about the timing. I want to I want to go now and help her. I, 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 she doesn't have any other family. I, I, I'd like to be with her when she passes. I have no way of knowing, obviously. So just guidance and peace and comfort and blessing for everybody around her situation. Thank you. Sure. Her name's Alizette. Say that again, please. It's Alizette. Alizette. That's her name. Okay. Alizette. Um. Okay. Anybody else? Okay. Let's take a breath and center and focus our hearts and our minds. We join together in the sacred circle, grateful for all that was shared, clarified, released. And we trust that our prayers have been heard and spirit is already on it. We Continue to remember to create space to listen, to allow the guidance to move through us and as us, allowing for all of our problems to be solved, whatever form they're taking, allowing our minds to be healed of all judgments that we're seeing projected, and showing up fully as the light and love that we are to be of full service to those in our lives who could use any form of care and comfort and support. I'm grateful to hear the beautiful practices of our brothers and sisters in this community that we can be inspired by one another to hand over all things we don't understand to the higher power. Blessing those close to us. Blessing Alan Zett in her healing process. May all others who are seemingly suffering in any way, may they have a true comfort in their heart knowing they are still loved. They are okay. Blessing each other on our 
journeys throughout the next week or two until we connect again. Being open and willing to hear, receive, and demonstrate the love that we are. With grace and gratitude, we say amen. Thanks so much for coming, everybody, and sharing so beautifully. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much. Blessings. Blessings. Blessings, blessings, blessings. Amen. Amen. Bye. 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 Bye.